Hey everyone, happy holidays. This is Reflection of Grace. I hope everyone is having a fantastic holiday. So today I am going to talk about God, where are you? And this leads perfectly into the holiday season. Christmas is coming up so fast. I can't even believe it. I was actually really overwhelmed this season and um, I got sidetracked with new things. And so now I am here and right into the visions of Christmas and doing things for other people. So we are on season three and this is episode three. So be sure to check out my Facebook page, Reflection of Grace. Of course, you can see more encouragement on there and be sure to follow or like or share that page. I really, really um, post different things and something might pop out and very much encourage you. So the Hellas season is usually my favorite and usually um, I don't get stressed. I don't get overwhelmed. I think a lot of things um, were on our plate and I just wanted everything to become perfect and make sure that the food tastes good, everything was simple and things like that. So this year we are doing our Christmas a little bit different and I think that had a lot to do with it because I was planning um, Christmas, this really big thing and it... um, Sadly, it really overwhelmed somebody and I didn't take it very well. And so it took me a while to truly, um, really understand that standpoint that sometimes when you are brought up on the holidays, it's always different for everyone else. And I think everyone looks at Christmas very differently. And some people don't like to celebrate it because they think otherwise. And truthfully, I love Christmas because of family being together, you know, Jesus and church and all the wonderful things that it provides. Um, To be honest, everyone on the holidays, you just sometimes, I hate the word relax, so sometimes we do need to sit back and relax and take time to ourselves and really it's okay to plan things ahead like your meals and stuff so on christmas you are just either put it in the oven or you're just doing this and you're not worried about everything else and you have more time to spend with um, family members or it just takes you away from spending time with family members joshua 1 9 says don't be afraid don't be discouraged for lord your god will be with you wherever you go So I kind of want to talk about Martha because Martha looked worried. She had never seen her brother Lazarus so sick before. He was so weak that he could barely walk and he was refusing to eat and all of the home remedies that she was trying, technically it just wasn't working. And the local doctors just shook their heads and what more can I do to help them, she thought. So This is kind of, I like that story because it was one of those things when we started our journey of wanting to start a family, we 
tried the home remedies, we tried everything, and you know, it took a couple people to kind of push us to a different direction and making sure that direction is okay. And um, I was telling someone that it might not be the route that we were wanting to go, but it's okay to admit that you need help. And at the end, it's always going to be God's results. God's going to create miracles. And that's something a lot of people do get lost um, when it comes to like a big win. They always thank the doctors for it. But in reality, I think God does a lot in the back background. Then it occurred to her to contact their good friend, Jesus. He was a frequent guest in their home and knew Lazarus very well. He was known for helping and healing others. He had nicknames the healer. He would know what to do. Martha sent a word to Jesus requesting him for immediate assistance. She felt confident Jesus would come to her aid and heal Lazarus. She expected Jesus to arrive to their home at any moment, but he didn't. She asked, where are you? And then she started to be worried. This isn't like Jesus. She thought she knew. He was usually quick to respond. She couldn't understand why he had at least acknowledged her request and sent a return message. Martha felt he had abandoned her her at the time when she needed him the most. Each passing day, Martha's hopes started to fade. Finally, it was too late and Lazarus died. So maybe you can relate to Martha. Did you ever cry out to God to save your child and believe in he would? Did you ask him to come near, but he kept you waiting and wondering? Do you feel as if God gave you the silent treatment and didn't respond in the way and timing that you thought he should have? So this is something I, I, I'm so happy to share. Um, my son's story is a little bit different in my miscarriages. My son, I went through the whole pregnancy. Um, I was a mother for six months. And then on January 1st, he passed away. And I remember um, praying and hoping and it's the first time I think in quite some time I ever prayed to God and it didn't happen you know my son didn't wake up my son didn't move he was just laying there and I knew in my heart that you know I was really mad at him. I could actually say this. I was really mad at God for this and for quite some time. But for so long, I kind of forgot about it and didn't really like think that I was. And so I kept telling people I wasn't mad. You know, I, you know, was fine. And my mom kept saying it and I kept getting like super offensive by her comments. And so I went to his little blog that I created and it was like a foundation that I created for him 16 years ago and it really did stay that I was really mad at him and you know those moments like I get it and I understand but as much as I've grown in my faith I realized it wasn't God who did that it was Satan Satan at his dirty little work and as much as I know now I can fight I don't you know I don't 
wish to go back. I don't, I'm not mad at myself because I didn't try harder. But this could be like, if it's not my son, it could be like your grandparents, it could be your mother and father. It's just, you know, those moments you want to spend with them much longer because you just see such a bright future for them. And that's something that, you know, I had to deal with last year. I recently just got done um, on my last episode, season two, about, you know, healing the heart. And I went through the release method to go through that path. And I had to do it a couple times to be sure that everything was going to be okay. So this is something like, you know, it, it's a great story because Jesus finally arrived after Lazarus has been dead for four days. And Martha um, confronted him. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And explains that in John eleven twenty one. 21. And can you hear the disappointment in her voice? Like you could actually sense that she felt rejection. And it felt like someone has hung up on her or someone um, wasn't there for her. And um, it's one of those things that we go through when we lose somebody. And, you know, you just want that one person to do something. And he was waiting for a response spawn until Lazarus was dead so God could be glorified in greater way. John 11, 4. Your journey through grief may lead you through times when you wonder if God is still on the line. God, where are you, you ask, but all you hear is silence or crickets. Silence can make you feel uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean God has abandoned you. He just hasn't responded in a way and timing that maybe you expect. Does that mean he's hung up on you? Maybe he's waiting to respond to a timing of his way and not our way. Kind of like when we get our prayers answers, it's not about our way. It's the way that he thinks we are ready and that we can handle those responses. And I have to agree with that because there's seasons in my life that I would not um, handle very well. And so um, I'm working through those things and reacting a different way. So allow God to communicate to you through his silence. Listen to him and wait. God says he'll never leave you nor forsake you in Hebrews 13.5. He is God of truth. He never lies. He hasn't abandoned you or rejected you. But even if you feel that way or sense it, he is your healer and he wants to help you grow. And he wants you to grow to trust him and know him more. Even if you don't want to hear from him in the way you desire, he's still here listening and caring for your feelings. So we go through grief. We go through responses different than most people because we are human. And that's something I don't want people to forget is that um, we go through these things. I to be truthful, went through so many different things in life and I wish I responded differently. And when it comes to family, when it comes to my mother-in-law, it comes to my husband, and sometimes he's talking about a client, I respond the way I probably shouldn't. And I'm learning pretty good that, you know, it's good to be silenced and start listening for the Lord to talk to you. And I 
am learning to grow that way because silence is one of those precious things that we have, especially in a busy life, to just listen to his voice. And sometimes if we're not hearing it, maybe we should, you know, pray for that. And one of the things that I like for prayer for that is, Lord, where are you? You didn't respond in a way in time and I expected. I feel abandoned in her. I feel disconnected and distanced from you. Are you listening to me? Silence makes me very uncomfortable and rejected. Are you still on a line? Even though I can't see you, I know you are there. You say you'll never leave me or forsake me, but please be my healer and help me grow and trust you more. I want to know you more through the silence and show me an amen. So one of the steps to healing is that um, I have a couple of steps. I think I have about three steps is that number one is in what ways have you experienced God's silence in your grief journey or even in your forgiveness journey or any kind of journey that you are going through and how do you feel? So I've working on not going by how I feel, but this is something to help grief. So it's like a different kind of way. This is grief to victory. Uh, This, I, you know, it's one of those things that I can't tell people how to grieve, but I also know that through my son that I was overwhelmed with people giving me the sympathy and I got worse. So I didn't have that victory on my side, but through my miscarriages, I I grieved a little bit faster because I had victory on my side because I wanted that baby. And if I stuck in that grief stage, I'm not going to get that baby if I'm all looking for sympathy. So I had to move forward. Forward. And I know this might come a little strong, and but it's in a loving way because it's worked for me 10 times. And some people tell me to give up. Some people tell me to do foster home. Some people tell me to do adoption. And I'm not ready to give up because I think I should keep still fighting. And so that's what I have been doing. I keep fighting. And If it doesn't work in one cycle, I still, you know, do things differently and fight stronger. I have to take my place. Number two says, listen to his words. Read Psalm 4, Matthew 11, 28 through 29 and Luke 6 through 20, 49. And then you can actually see, you know, his words and feel his words and really meditate on that day and night and see if that will help you. And number um, three says, read the story of Lazarus in John 11 and replace Martha's name with yours. So this is something I done differently was I replaced my name in the Bible. I'm not taking the credit away, but I'm putting myself in their shoes to get a better understanding of what they've been through. And I put that vision in. I did that when I was like, praying like Hannah all the time. I put myself in her shoes and I visioned that I was, you know, praying, but it wasn't so loud because I'm a much a very quiet person, reserved, you know, quiet person. And so I started doing that and I saw so much growth and change in that. So um, this is the holiday season and I talk about grief right now is only because Grief really does come up on the holidays, even for my mom. Like she thinks of, you know, my son. She thinks of her 
mother and father and whoever has passed in the family because you do start missing the family all around oh my goodness I miss tons of people on the holidays and I always vision them there and you know seeing all the love from each and one of us so I hope you have a fantastic holiday and I am always here for you and if you need a prayer be sure to send um, your prayer requests to the show happy holidays Hey everyone, this is the season of giving and blessing others out there. So I'm here to tell you a couple of things that you could do to be a blessing this year. This season, we decided to do Christmas a little bit different and actually bless others around us. I realized in our life that we are praying for big things and some things came on our plate that it's something I really want more than a bag or clothes or fancy technology things that really I wanted to bless others around me. So you can volunteer at a soup kitchen, you can volunteer at a homeless shelter, you can go at a store and see if they need anything to give away, if people need blankets, or if you can pray for others, things like that. Look for opportunity to bless people this season. Hope everyone has a Merry Christmas, a New Year, and a Happy Hanukkah.